total truth. No, 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 no. See the way society is built today, like a trap. It's built in a way that keeps you in the dark. Cause if your light shines through, you might figure out who and what you are. A magnificent being. Don't be scared of that. Do not be scared. That's why I'm here to help you remember the power is within. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, depending on where you're at on this beautiful planet, this amazing universe. Mark Sanchez here once again with the amazing Dr. Isela Garcia. Well, how are you doing today? I know it's been a minute since we've done one of these, right? It's been um, a little while. Yeah, we've been busy. Life, right? Yes. Productive. Let's say productive. You know what I mean? Because sometimes <laughs> people can be busy, but they ain't doing shit, right? But from the sounds of it, you're being super duper productive and getting the shit done that you want to get done. And in the process, realizing what it is that you really want in your life. Yeah, I think one of the things that's happened for me is, you know, this idea of being busy or being productive. Sometimes we glorify that, right? And one of the things that we, I think, have to recognize is that we, for me, I'm going to speak for myself right now, is I'm coming to a place where I really am starting to make some decisions around what fulfills me. What What is a calling for me? Like, what is my soul um, trying to say, but I am doing so many other things that I'm not really listening at the level that I need to be listening. And so, you know, it's really given me an opportunity to really pay close attention to what feels good um, in terms of that busyness, that productivity. Oh, yeah. that that And, that, and that's an interesting way to start this because the idea of this time around, what we want to speak about is about protection right and what protection used to mean to us growing up and how it, it um transgressed into what we think and feel about it now right so like back then you you, you know what i mean you say you're doing something right um you're you're working and it's got you thinking about what it is you really want to do right and a lot of people do things in their lives because they're protecting their security in a sense they're 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 they're, they're protecting and, and, and uh, um, their, their, their source of income, right? Or they're protecting themselves from being looked at upon as failing, right? So there's a lot of different ways that we could look at what we feel and think about protection. So when you when you think about the word protection, right? Take it back to growing up um, in your earlier years. What did that really mean to you? Well, for me, because I grew up in a tumultuous home, um, protection was really about like protecting myself and my sister physically and emotionally. So I was always on guard. I was always, um, trying to stay two steps ahead of my mom to make sure that, you know, we were safe. And so I was basically in this chronic state of uncertainty, doubt, and fear. And so what's interesting about that as a child, I mean, that was chronic. That was chronic until I left home. What was interesting is that I kept that, like I kept that fear-based perspective, even though I didn't really have a reason to be afraid anymore. You know, it's what you said. I was afraid of, I was not going to have enough money, or I was afraid that I wasn't going to accomplish something, or I was afraid. It's like all of these fears may have been sort of a, a jump off point for me to make sure that I did certain things, that I accomplished certain things. But I did it almost to a, to, uh, I, I think to a point where it was unhealthy for me. Um, and it, because so much of what I accomplished was from a fear-based place 
which is very different than I'm experiencing now as an, you know, an adult who has gone through my own emotional healing. What about you? What was protection like for you? Oh, wow. It, it, you know what I mean? Protection came in in different forms depending on what scenario or what situation I was in, right? At home, it would be not to get yelled at, right? And do right. everything right um, to not make your mom yell at you or not to piss your dad off, right? Um, funny, something funny that my dad used to do, um, people might think it's child abuse, but my dad would sneak around the corner, right? And like throw socks at us and shit or like shoot rubber bands at us. So for my, my form of protection, I was constantly watching, right? I was constantly out of my eyeballs. I was, I was always waiting for that mother lover to pop up and like scare us or do something. So in that sense, um, protection meant, okay, we're trying to um, identify the situation, identify the threat before it even happens, right? By being on guard. Well, that kind of takes you into real life and you don't realize that you, you take that into school, right? You take that with you when you're just hanging out with friends, right? You're just constantly like looking around and, and it seems so innocent, right? It seems really so innocent until it becomes chronic and you're just always on guard, right? And so what, what, well, where that came in handy later on down the road was protecting ourselves from bullies, right? Protecting ourselves from people wearing different colors, right? And I'm, I don't mean like different color skin. I mean like different color bandanas, right? So we got to get that straight. People might say, wait, what? <laughs> people wearing, so the, the neighborhoods we grew up in, right? You, you wore different colors. And I know we've talked about this in other, um, other podcasts and whatnot, but protection meant, you know what I mean? Making sure that I was on guard and watching and paying attention to the next person walking close to me, getting next to my family members, my brothers, right? My cousins, my girl cousins, and, and really making sure that we bonded together and checking out the scenery because at any moment, somebody could pull a knife on you, um, punch you in the face, right? Or do something of that nature. So that really, that, that, that was form of protection for me, right? That, that being on guard at all times, preparing for what could possibly happen, mm -hmm. right? It may not have happened, but possibly. So being on guard, that's what protection looked like for me growing up. And it, and then, like I said, in certain situations, it served its purpose, but fast forward a little bit and holy smokes, you kind of take that into, um, you take that into your work environment, right? You take that into working with other people and always thinking that somebody's lurking in the shadows, right? You always think somebody's wearing the opposite color, but they're really not. They're really on your team, but you feel threatened just because you, you, you were raised that way. Mm -hmm. So that's really interesting versus the way I kind of see things now and how it evolved throughout time. You know, now that I have an understanding of how we are energy and that there's a level of frequency that we vibrate at, I think about the implications of that protection of that fear, right? Because protection was really, I mean, it stems from fear that we are afraid of something. And, you know, that vibration and the way the universe works is it matches, right? So if we're functioning at that lower level vibration of fear, guess what's going to show up in our life? opportunities for us to experience fear right and so then what happens is we go see i told you that's why i you know i was afraid because shit like that happens and so it perpetuates itself and it becomes sort of a hamster wheel you know the more we protect ourselves and find reasons to protect ourselves there will be more opportunities for us that that actually validate that belief system kind of like like you say it's a self-fulfilling prophecy if i'm I go out there thinking I need to protect myself. 
Right. I'm attracting energetically a, up a, a situation that I'm going to actually have to protect myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, <laughs> man, if I had a quarter for every time that shit happened to me growing up, right? Yeah, no kidding. And, you know, how many times, yeah, you know, I just think about all of the situations. And, and as you get older, I mean, even though with good intentions, you go, oh, I, I want to make things different or I want to change my life. But just because of the way our brain works... It, it's just natural for us to repeat and continue to have the experiences, even as an adult, you know, that we had as children. It may look a little bit different, but it's still fear-based fear and fear-driven. Yeah, that fear is really, it's, it's, it's that old energy, right? We talk about energy and it's that old way of doing things and how they used to get us to, 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 to do my homework, right? You don't do your homework. If you don't get good grades, you're not going to get into college, right? And that was that was a fear, like you know what I mean. That's something that families pushed on to others to to really go out and get an, a college education because at that time in that moment, that's what was like that 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 was like oh my gosh, that was amazing. You made the family look good because you got to college and you're going it might not have been the right path for you because. Back then, you didn't know that though, right? I didn't know that, and I thought college was what it was, so I wanted to get good grades. One. So I didn't get in trouble, right? I didn't like to bring home seeds because then that meant that heat came down on me from my mom, right? She didn't accept that kind of stuff. I was like, no, you're better than that. But use fear by not, hey, your grades are going to count this year. Your grades are going to count. You want to go to college. You want to do this. You want to do that. You want to make a lot of money, right? Security, you want to make a lot of money. So they use fear in order to get me to, um, to really get my grades up, right? And then getting into the workforce, right? I didn't want to get fired. So what do you do when you don't want to get fired? You, you, you work really hard, right? You work really hard for that security because that job was security. Because if I lost it, oh, no, what am I going to do? Can't get fired. If I get fired from my job. Then everybody's be like, you can't even keep a job. It's like, wait a minute. <laughs> but I might not even be a good fit for this job. But here I am busting my ass, right? Being scared of getting kicked out of it. I'm not going to get any money. And people are going to look bad at me because and, and that was all fear-based, right? That was, that, that, that was protection kind of showing up. Right. I was protecting my my bank account, per se, as an asset and my ability to trade money for time. And at that moment and then possibly go to college. Right. Um, Which I decided not to for whatever reason, you know, but that 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 fear base would have kept could have kept me there. if We continue to think of it that way. Right. You know, it's so fascinating, though, this idea of fear as a driving force. What is that? come down to I mean when we look at it from a psychological standpoint you know what are we really afraid of is it that we're nothing that we're we're not worthy unless we have you know enough money in the bank account is it that we're not lovable like what what is the driving force because it's not or you know if we're not successful what does that mean in terms of who I am so then the question becomes who am I really who am I really, right? Yeah. You know, maybe maybe it's that fear is that protection from finding out who exactly you really are. Right. Right? Maybe we're maybe maybe that protection comes in that fear is based on to keep us in that hamster wheel, right? And maybe the real fear is finding out, wait a minute, I deserve more. I am deserving. I am worthy. I am mother loving ama- I'm a superhero. Right. Can you imagine figuring that out? And like that, that'd be kind of scary, too. Like you've always wanted to be a superhero, but then to find out you really are. Right. Like which I'm kind of finding out nowadays. Right. Um, through through emotional. 
intelligent work through through spiritual work, right? Through um, staying in a position that I really don't love, right? As much anymore, right? Like 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 doing those types of things, like that 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 fear of not having that that security money, right? That three four hundred dollars extra a month that I get, right? From um, staying in a job that I really don't like, but it's enough because it, it, it's it's helping me get to where I want to go. But to really let go, right? I'm protecting my my bank account. I'm protecting myself by staying somewhere a little longer than I typically would have, right? So maybe I'm thinking that fear is that protection is from finding out who you really are and what you are truly capable of, right? And that you do really create your reality with your thoughts and how you allow fear to manipulate you to pause you or to propel you forward right so that that that's that's a possibility what do you think you know it's one of the things that i have really worked on into my healing process like i've i've gone through the sort of i think physical healing and i mean by the emotional healing and the physical healing that happened as a, as a child and into my adult spiritual development now I really have worked on the living without attachment, like really understanding the truth of who I am. And so what I mean by that is this awareness that I'm an infinite being, this awareness that I I am more than this time and space, that you and I are the same. There is no higher than, less than, more than, not. There isn't any. We are all of the same. And that we are infinite beings and our divine right, our divine being is completely perfect as is. And just that, how big that is, like believing that when you have grown up to believe that you had to work your ass off to be, um, you know, regarded as positive or successful or all of these things that we aspire to. You already are that. I am, I am already that. And so why do I need to be afraid? Ooh, why? Maybe because somebody said, somebody heard us like a few years ago, 10 years ago, saying some bat shit crazy like that. Like, yeah, thanks, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, but I'm I'm right there with you though. You right. know what I'm saying? So when we get in that protection, like, dude, like, do you think we, we we probably believed that shit a long time ago? But for whatever reason, now we feel okay saying that and stepping into that because that does sound pretty out of this world, right? That sounds pretty 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 crazy to sit there and think to myself, and then we 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 don't step into that or or because we're protecting what. Well, let's just say what your what people think about you, right? They're gonna be like, "Oh man, he's you know what I mean." I got a reputation. I can't let people think that I'm all magical and unicorns and spiritual beings and this kind of stuff. Right. But like it, it, it's for for me, I'm I'm right there with you. Like that is it, it's kind of scary to really try to wrap your head around that and really believe it. Like saying it is one thing, and then stepping into it is another. Right. right. And that's why we have these amazing conversations to sit here and be like, oh, wow, I just had an aha moment right now because hearing somebody say that I have these thoughts. But when I hear somebody say, I'm like, man, that sounds sounds that sounds pretty crazy. Right. And then we ponder it a little bit and then are we we say we want to step into it. But the moment it's time to step into it. Right. I want to walk away from my from the job that I have right now. And I have a, an amazing skill set. But at the same time, it's stepping into that person saying, hey, I'm done over here. 
this is where I want to go, right? It, it is two, <laughs> two different, two different, um, two different things. I think it's um, the willingness. Well, two parts, I think is really important. The first part is, see, we have created a persona that people expect from us, right? Whether they're messages that we got for as a child, or even into our adulthood, the roles that we play, whether that's a wife, a husband, a child, a whatever you are in relation to others, we create this persona of how we've presented ourselves. And sometimes what happens is it doesn't resonate anymore, right? Where we're like, you know, that's not who I am. That's who they expect me to be. So it's the willingness to start to let go of some of those ex those belief systems and those experiences that you believe to be that you used to believe to be true to you, but no longer serve you. So that's the first thing um, is and doing it without without taking it personal when people are, you know, rolling their eyes at you or going, you know, what's the matter with you? Why are you acting this, that and the other? Right. It's being starting to step into your power, which is the second one. It's stepping into the truth of who you are. And it's allowing other people to have their own experience of you. And that's the part that's really hard, especially if you're a people pleaser or if you need confirmation or validation about your self-worth. So stepping into your own power means that you identify, recognize, and lean into your own self-worth. So you don't need anyone else's approval, but you also have to be willing to let them have their own experience of you. Even if that experience has changed over time, right? Because right. it's it's really easy when we when we come into contact with um, brand new people, right? Because they don't know, they don't have nothing to really compare you to, right. right? They have, they don't have a, they don't, they don't, they don't have that old mold of who you are or who you were, right? They only know who you are in this moment. But it, it's those ones, right? It's those ones that stay in that same mold, and they met you in a specific mold, and then their mold hasn't changed yet, and then they see you today. Mm -hmm. Right. And then they're like, they have expectations of you. They think because you, you were one way over here that you're going to continue to be the same way over here. And that might be true. That might ring true for a lot of others in their circle, but for someone like me or you that decided to take our evolution into our own hands, right. To surrender to what is right. But at the same time, take control over our inspired actions to move to, to pull our ideas closer to us, to pull our dreams closer to us, to pull our end, whatever it is out there that we want to pull it closer to us. It's that moment, right? Where it, it gets kind of scary, where, where you're not showing up as somebody expects you anymore. Right. Cause I, I've done this work and, and every once in a while I get a little, I, I kind of dim myself down sometimes. Right. Yeah. And I bring myself back to that level. And that, and I had to ask myself like, why am I doing this? Why do I even give a fuck? what this person thinks or just because you know what I mean why am I doing this to make them feel comfortable right like the other day somebody said Mark you're making me uncomfortable right now right it's because I wasn't drinking at the table right and because they said that it made me feel like I, I got a drink so I got the damn drink right I just fucking did it and as I'm doing that I'm just thinking to myself like what is wrong with you you stand up for what you believe in stand up for who you are you got some I thought you feel uncomfortable right if I, what I'm doing makes you feel uncomfortable it's not me it's something inside you Right. And even though I've done the work, I, I got caught in that moment. Mm -hmm. Right. But where the growth was, right, where I realized what I was trying to protect, right, was my old self. Right. I was protecting my old self and it's protecting my ego from looking at 
oh no, you've changed, right? Not in the sense that I was better then, but I'm just different, right? Because there's a difference, right? I'm not, I'm, I'm not trying to be better than you. I'm trying to be better than who I was yesterday. I'm trying to be better than who I was five years ago when I would sit there and have those 10 drinks with you, right? But still those ideas slip in my brain and, and I go on that protection mode because I've been in protective mode for so long that it's it, 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 it's a little tough sometimes to to not slip back into that gear you know yeah you know it's really easy to kick back into what's familiar I mean that's just the way the brain is wired it seeks patterns and so in order to break out of those patterns you have to do it with intention you have to make the conscious decision to say at this moment when I start to get triggered by something or want to slip back into what's most familiar I can change that you said something that was really important. I think you said an inspiration. And uh, Dr. Wayne Dyer would talk about um, the word inspiration. He said the word inspiration means in spirit. And I think that we, when we align with the truth of who we are, that we, um, we, there's comfort in that. But because we are so fearful about what other people are going to think of us or this better than, I think this happens a lot with us brown folks. You know, we're like, oh, you're trying to be better than me. And this is where sometimes we just have to acknowledge that they, and, and I do this all the time. This is a practice that I do where I look at this person and I see the truth of who they are. So what that means is that I'm letting go of all the story. I'm letting go of my my judgments, my ideas about their who they are or their experiences or how I like or dislike certain things about them. When I can release that and see the truth of who they are, which is love, which is identical to who I am, it's recognizing that they're they are divine the way I am, then I and allow for them to have that experience. So what I mean by that because you shared this as well in your story it's that you get to not like the decisions I make you get to not like the fact that I'm not drinking right now you get to have that experience and I also get to have the experience of sitting in my truth and there it doesn't have to be a right or a wrong it just is it is it just is it's just the way it is if we allow it to be right and, and, and it's really interesting also to really pay attention and notice what's going on with awareness, right? When somebody's so focused on somebody else's behavior, right? Right. They're so focused on somebody else's behavior. Uh, would you think that's like a form of protection, right? To, yeah. to, to shine the light somewhere else to protect. Like I know I, I for whatever reason, right? I used to always, I'm very sarcastic. I'm very witty when it comes to like um, making jokes or calling somebody out for a mishap that they didn't comb their hair properly or they 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 didn't tie their shoes, something, whatever, right? I was so good at um, pointing stuff out, and it took a while to realize that I was protecting, I was deflecting the spotlight from me, right? So people, because if I if I just kept the light out there. A lot of the times people won't notice how fucked up I am inside, right? Or right. how I'm hurting or whatever the reason why. So it's really interesting to really sit there and then listen, right? To somebody, especially let's go back to that encounter that I was having, right? Where I wasn't, I wasn't being asked to drink and I didn't really want to drink. And I kind of slipped back into that, into that dimension for a while, right? I almost tried to fit myself back into that mold and it was uncomfortable. Right. I got a feeling in my body. My body told me, don't do this. 
right? It, it, it just, I, I can't explain it, right? It's an energetic feeling and the body just got strange. I just knew to listen. So I just went along with it. But as I was processing that and I was listening to the story of this person, right? And a lot of the time, especially when you listen to a drunk person, right? A lot of the things that would run through my mind, like, this motherfucker is drunk. Can you get away from me? You're annoying the shit out of me. Can you go over there, right? Like I, doing whatever I can to get away. But in that moment, right? In that moment, because you brought this up, I was sitting with them and saying, okay, this is who they are right here in this moment. I get to experience this. No judgment. Let them speak whatever it is they have to speak because I have the opportunity to not fall into that trap, to, to judging them for whatever reason. For whatever reason, they are where they are right now in this moment because that's what's perfect for them, right? And catching that and being able to, um, I don't like to say protect my thoughts, but respond differently to a situation that would typically annoy me, right? right? And look at this person like, oh, you're bad. Because you're over here, you're drunk, you don't even understand what you're talking about, you're trying to force me to do things, and that makes you a bad person. No, it just means we're not a vibrational match, and we probably shouldn't be hanging out together. That's what that means. And I have the opportunity to say, hey, thank you very much, I enjoyed this conversation, or maybe I didn't enjoy this conversation, but I'll see you later, and find a way to exit, right, and respond in a cool way. So it's it's really cool to to see that happening in those in those moments of that, of, of being aware. Yeah, I think that what you said about being fully present in that awareness piece. Um, it's so, I think, common, typical and habitual that we kick into that space of judgment. And I think we've shared this already in a podcast, but you know, I grew up judging. I mean, that was just part of it. <laughs> I was going to talk mess all kinds of shit about everybody else, right? That's totally mm -hmm. deflecting. That's totally projecting too. It's like we're doing all this stuff coming from a place of judgment and why do we judge that really is a, a, a way to protect ourselves and this you know when we have the awareness that we've kicked into that space of judgment we at that point get to choose I get to choose what I'm going to think and what I'm going to feel I get to choose and that's what you did you said okay and it's not I want to be very clear about this because it is a place of surrender when you don't have to make somebody wrong in order for you to be right. Both of us can have two very different experiences and still I don't have to have an emotional attachment or an emotional, um, I don't have to even attack in my mind. Well, you know, he's stupid. He, he can't keep his shit together. He's always drunk. He's always this. <laughs> we can do all of that, right? And we do. We naturally do that. But to be aware, like I don't need to make him wrong in order for me to choose what's best for me. Yeah, that is amazing. I love that, right? I really love that. I don't have to make you wrong. Right. And, you know, I, I, I think that form of protection coming up is always trying to make somebody wrong and why you're right, right? And it can be vice versa because I was a master at that shit. Don't get me wrong. I, I could know I was wrong, but I was so magical with words, right? And so like, like a surgeon, I could just dissect your whole shit and then make you start to believe that you were wrong, right? And just for me to feel better about myself, to be like, yeah, you know, but that, but it, it didn't make any sense to do that. It doesn't. It, it was that form of protection, right? Once again, put in that light and deflecting all my insecurities onto that person and trying to make you wrong so I could feel. But in, in that moment, nobody's right and nobody's wrong, yeah. right? It, it, and, that, and if we didn't feel the need to protect ourselves all the time and let go and 
let your defenses down a little bit because let's just say another reason why we protect ourselves is because emotions hurt, right? <laughs> emotions tend, tend they, they, you can have really good ones, but people tend to correlate emotional states with the ones that hurt them the most, right? It's like all of a sudden we forget about all the great emotions we have all day, but then somebody breaks your heart and then you're like, oh my gosh, I don't want to feel that ever again, right? So then we protect ourselves emotionally crazily. I know. How do I know? Because I had like 30 walls up. That's why a lot of my close friends and family members don't even really know who I was, right? Or who I am because they thought they were in the building with me, but actually they were in the next city and the next town over. They weren't even in the door, right? They just, I held them right over there. So they knew of Mark and they built up this persona of him, but they didn't really know who he was as a person from a core level, right? Because I protected that shit my whole life. Why? Mark? Right? Because emotions. Why? Why? Because why, why did you protect yourself and not let people in? Um, cause growing up, right. Growing up, um, emotion, we, I think we touched on this before, right. Um, growing up, um, showing your sensitive side, showing your emotion, showing that you actually cared for people, right. Uh, was frowned upon, um, especially being a Hispanic boy, right. Growing up in a gang infested drug dealing area, right. Um, sometimes showing that kind of love could possibly get you killed, right. In the street to make you look soft. So that was a form of protection to hide those emotions, right? Because it seemed like uh, um, the 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 spiritual awareness of the people then, the emotional intelligent, the emotional intelligence of the people at that time was really really low on the radar, right? And even though they might have been feeling the same way, and might have sympathized with how I was feeling, it didn't matter because the fear of looking like they're weak outweighed the emotion they were feeling inside, right? And so we had a bunch of he's running around right not emotionally available right. right and and that is something that i have to reflect on throughout times because i can look back now right and be like oh my gosh <laughs> that is it's crazy and there's still people that are going to hear this listen right now and be like oh you got soft oh you're emotionally this and that and you can't you can't just love people even ones that hurt you right you, you, you got to just let those people be them and you can't show them. And no, man, the world needs a little more compassion, right? And he's that sometimes you have to sit there and, and, and hold someone. That's why my mom could hug me, right? And everything would just be okay. Everything would just be fine. My leg could be chopped off and bleeding to death. But if my mom hugs me, it, it's like that leg's not even broken anymore, right? And that's that power of that compassion. That's the power of that love. That's the power of that emotional intelligence, right? Because I know now, Right. When I'm feeling a certain way and I start to get upset and I want to close myself off, I open up to that, that emotional state of I'll think about something that really made me happy. Right. Or I'll think of a movie that made me really happy and I'll tap into that and to that energy. I will tap into it and I'll sit there and it'll help heal or it'll help me integrate whatever negative emotion that I'm feeling because I'm coming from a fearful part of my um, personality that I haven't. Um, engaged fully yet right because it comes up it, it still comes up every now and then especially when it comes to romantic relationships right when somebody starts getting close to me or, or, or i'm building a friendship and i feel like maybe they want more than a friendship right then i and i protect myself right but i find myself letting that guard down and showing it's okay to be a compassionate um loving individual right because what worked for me in the past was being hardened right women say they want somebody that's smart 
intelligent, loving, compassionate. But the minute they get that motherfucker, they don't. He's too nice. Right? <laughs> he's too nice. Only and then some with protection goes a over. nice guy. <laughs> no, I yeah, seriously, you know I, I mean? do have that nice guy. Yeah. 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 But, you, but you get what I'm saying, right? All of a sudden, they get scared, right? And then they go back to the dickhead, right? And they realize why you keep going back to the dickhead for the same reason why I kept going back to Hoochie Mamas is right. because it was safe. It was familiar. And I didn't have to open up to them. Right. We wanted the same thing. And even though deep down, I might have wanted a better connection, I, I couldn't. I couldn't. Uh, to, to me, being emotional, intelligent, being emotionally available meant I was lower on the spectrum, right? I couldn't disrupt the hierarchy. Like, you know what I mean? The king of the jungle is not supposed to be lovey-dovey and all that <laughs> gushy shit, right? You're not supposed to be that way. And that's how I guess I protected myself in a sense, if that makes any sense at all. Yeah, you know, I think that's a message that a lot of boys get, um, especially black and brown boys, is that vulnerability can get you killed. And oh, there you go, vulnerability. Can get you killed, yeah. And that vulnerability is showing compassion and love and tenderness. And, you know, I, I think it's a lot of the things that bring joy to our um, soul or we connect to the soul level because joy is that vibration at the high, one of the highest level vibrations. And so, but I think little boys, I mean, their messages from the time that they're little, you know, you, you're going to be a crybaby. Why are you going to be crying? Only, only girls cry, you know, those, all those messages, you know, that, that boys get um, and become men who then become emotionally incapable of being vulnerable. And, and it's not that they don't want it, it's that they haven't practiced it. So if you haven't practiced it from the time that you were little, your brain is going like, what the fuck are you trying to do right now? We don't do this. We, we, don't, we don't feel, we don't show these emotions. And so intellectually, you get it that you want to have those experiences. But from the heart space, it becomes challenging because you haven't had a lot of practice doing that. I think another yes. thing that's really important, you, you said, because um, you were talking about love, uh, like extending love to somebody, right? I want to say this because I think it's really important that there might be somebody in your life that maybe has hurt you or has, you know, just been an asshole to you or consistently, maybe you're in a toxic relationship. It You can establish boundaries with somebody. Like you can say, this is no longer acceptable to me anymore and still love and extend love to that person at the same time. So what I mean by that is you don't have to be in relationship with somebody. You don't have, you can set up boundaries within those, that relationship and you can still see them through the lens of love as who they truly are. Those two things can exist in the same space. And sometimes because a lot of us come up, come from this space of like either, you know, love is a transaction, right? I love you. You love me. If you please me, we do this transaction. But love is the truth of who we are. So I can see you through that lens of the truth of who you are and love you at that level and still say to you, you will never treat me that way again. I will not allow Ooh. this to happen in my life. That um, as as you're having that conversation, I, I get I get a heavy heart, right? Because um, this this is something that is, is is difficult to talk about for me. Um, so and because I know people are going to hear this, right? <laughs> um, but to to my brother, mine and his relationship, right? Um, growing up, you know, I, I really do. I love him. How many times have I told him that to his face? 
not a lot probably probably when i was drinking right they get that liquid courage right um and we have a lot of differences right and, and it was really easy to to say hey you did xyz wrong or you're always wrong you're always wrong this and that right but i have so much love for him right and i and 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 in those families right you're protecting the family by not setting boundaries right so i've allowed things to happen a lot in life where i felt like i was taken advantage of right and he probably wouldn't see it that way um and and a lot of people don't see it that way because they don't know any better it, it, it's just what we do right we're family and we got to love each other no matter fucking what it doesn't matter they could have fucking stole from you 20 times right but you let them back in the house yeah house again the 21st time right and, and we allow that especially in our type in our, in our culture right because family is everything right and so my mom used to tell us all the time you and your brother are going to be all you have all the time right so with that in my mind right there was times where I felt like my brother took advantage of me, right, and wouldn't um, grow or prosper on his own. I knew I believed in him that he could, right, but I guess that part of me that that I was protecting, being the older brother, or maybe deep down inside, I didn't want him to be able to handle it without me, right. So I could say, "Well, you couldn't do this shit without me," right. But it started to take a toll, and we wouldn't have these brother-to-brother conversations, the heartwarming conversations, the ones that we probably should have had, right? Like, "Hey, let's sit down, let's talk, bro." I really love you, right? I think highly of you. I know you're smart. I know you're intelligent, right? And um, it, but but we never had those conversations. It, it waited till a bubble to that next level where I was like, God damn it, motherfucker! You, you got a dirty room all the time, and you use all the toilet paper. And you don't do your fucking dishes, right? And, and that's how we kind of um, that that's when those those things would happen, right? But as I as I'm getting right here into this moment. And actually, this is difficult for me to talk about. Like, I can't believe I'm saying this shit. Um, <laughs> it's to sit there and actually pick up the phone and say, hey, bro, you know, let's have a conversation. Let's get together. Let's have lunch. And just actually sit down and say, hey, bro, I love you, man. Um, I, 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 I'm really proud of you and where you've come, what you've done. I really appreciate all that you've done for me because he did a lot for me, right? But in those moments, all you think about is the bad things that people do for you, that they've done to you, right? But in order to have that conversation, right, it's going to be weird probably for him, right? Or maybe he's thinking the same thing, right? But where we come from, we don't have those types of conversations, right? That's something you might tell your mom you love her and this and that. But even then, it's a little comfortable because you don't just show those types of affections, right? And so to to sit there, I, I, I'm that that's where I'm at right now. It's like, man, there, there's days where I want to pick up the phone, right? Or even just to tell him, right, in a text message. Hey, I love you, bro. Like that, that's weird. It's uncomfortable, right. right? It's like, oh my gosh. And that's my brother. And I know I love him. And I'm pretty sure he knows I love him too. But to actually say that shit, like we give a handshake, right? And we give each other a hug, but like to actually hug each other and be like, God, bro, I fucking missed you. Like yeah. we, it's, it's weird. It's, it, I don't, it's tough. Look, I can't even fucking speak right now because <laughs> it's like, this is, this is uncomfortable for me. Yeah. Right. But it's still like, what are we protecting ourselves from? Is it that ingrained in us that even to tell my own brother, right? Like I can sit here and talk this is a lot easier because if he hears this later on, hey, Maddie, I fucking love you to death, bro. And I'm <laughs> so proud of you, right? But if he was right here, right now, it would be like, like I'd have cotton mouth, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'd be nervous. And like there's something inside of me just telling me, like, I know I want to, but that part of my brain that I'm so used to slips back over here and says, no, right. 
it's it's a it's a it's a strange thing, man. I think a lot of us, because um, I have the same issue with certain people in my life, and I think a lot of it is because we weren't given permission to feel what we feel as a child, and um, and that vulnerability piece is really scary. And again, we're protecting ourselves, right? It's all about that that protection of being or looking weaker than or vulnerable, even though it's an expression of love. Somehow in our fucked up situations, we see that <laughs> expression of love as being vulnerable. And and we fear rejection. We fear rejection. And this is one of the things I learned. Jeez, I think I was like 19. I had a friend say to me, because I grew up where love was a transaction. I mean, that's it. Like, you please me, I will love you. You don't please me, get out of my face. You know, go to your fucking yeah, room. I don't want to see you, right? <laughs> and so it was a transaction. And she said to me, uh, I, I'm telling you, I remember like it was yesterday. She's like, you give for fun and for free, and that's it. And so and that was it. one of those things where I was like, oh, shit, you mean I don't need to expect something in return? <laughs> because that's the way it works with me. Like, if I give or I say something, I'm expecting something in return. And so it's taken a long time for me to let go of just extending love. And, you know, the truth of it is, at a vibrational level, when we can extend love at that level, we're extending it on all levels and what's interesting it was as we were talking I pulled out because you know, I'm a student we both are of a course of love and there's something that I just wanted to read it said um, this is quoted it says I am safe and nothing that I do or do not do will threaten my safety and that's what it comes down to is we are afraid right for all those reasons I mentioned but if we could come from that I am an infinite being the person in front of me is an infinite being at the truth of who they are and I don't have to have an expectation of how they will respond I don't have to have a story attached to it I can sim simply be love in that moment and not be afraid of you know that vulnerability piece yeah, it's being vulnerable, right? Like um, I used to, and going out in the streets, right? Um, carrying carrying weapons, right? Carrying a gun. There was a time where I carried a gun all the time, and I, I used to. Then my mentality was: it's better to have one and not need it than to need one and not have one, right? But then again, I thought to myself, well, that, that now this is me now looking back, right? Because that's something that we thought of. Like we, we used to have to carry it just in case, right? Just in case. But if I think about all the times I ever needed a gun in a situation, very rare, mm -hmm. right? Never, ever have I ever, ever, ever in my long-legged life, right? If I had guns pulled on me and did all, but that I didn't need one at the moment, that gun would have made that situation worse, right? Like it, it would it would have scared that person. He would have pulled the trigger, but because I didn't, what well, was no threat, and I wasn't scared at that moment, right? I didn't get a gun pulled on me. But I think about this and how many people out in the world, let's just say, for instance, when I first got into spirituality, right? I started buying all kinds of cool shit to protect my energy, right? I was like, oh my gosh, I got to protect my energy. So I bought all kinds of trinkets and all kinds of, I'd wear like <laughs> stones and crystals and all, I bought into all that, right? And and, and it worked and it, and it made me feel better, right? For what I needed it for. But as I got more aware, as I got more in tune, right? I realized, wait a minute, I am all the protection that I need. Right. I have all that it is with inside of me and and how I protect myself is the way I respond to people. 
right? So when people say, oh, I'm protecting my energy, you can't be around all these negative people all the time. Well, you know what? How, how, how do I do it when I work in a restaurant? I can't control if negative people walk in or not. And it's not the negative people that are stuck in my energy. People say there's va- en- energy vampires out there. I was like, no. People could only take your informa- take your energy if you give it to them. And how do you give it to them? By reacting to them, right? And so when people say things like, oh, I need this for protection. I need that for protection, right? I, I bought into that stuff. And I get why you want to go because it's like training rules, right? You go through your levels and your stages of awareness and certain things help and work for you like training rules on a bike effort. But after a while, you don't need them anymore, right? So it's really interesting to see how nowadays, right? I don't even think about taking my weapon, right? It used to be an everyday thing. Now I have one. And I had another one too. I had a nice AR-15, but I sold it because I'm like, what the hell am I going to need this for? Don't get me wrong. I love to go shooting and stuff, but I'll just rent one if I want to shoot it, right? And I'm at the point to this moment too where I'm like, do I really need a handgun? People are like, well, what if the country this and that? It's like, well, I don't live in that vibration anymore, right? I, I, I'm not trying to, I don't got nothing to protect. And if, and, it, and, and if I'm cool, calm, and collective inside and I got the light shining on me, and being the light, look, I'm actually glowing right now because the sun's <laughs> coming in. But if I <laughs> if I step into that, right, all that other stuff just falls off, right? right? Then I'll be able to say, Maddie, brother, I fucking love you, bro. And I'm so proud of you. And and not have to be worried about protecting myself, right? By putting my shield up, my blah, blah, Because maybe that's what he needs to hear, right? And then he's gonna be like, oh my gosh, I've been waiting my whole life for you to tell me that. And then he opens up. Maybe not because he might need a little bit more work, but you get what I'm saying, right? For fun and for like, free. It, for fun and for free. No expectations. <laughs> for fun and for free. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because, and, that, and that's the other thing is, is doing it for myself because I know I've been right. holding that kind of stuff up, right? Like for the same reason, well, me and my dad, my dad will call me up and be like, okay, I love you. And then hang up real quick. Every once in a while, right? And, and I have a hard time saying that shit back, but I do love that guy, Right. But for whatever reason, I feel like it's going to make me like, you know what I mean? But to step into that zone, um, if I'm willing to give up my firearms, am I willing to let go of my ego or that part that thinks it's going it, it to kill me to tell my dad I love him, right? I could tell my mom easily, right? But she's a woman, right? And she, that's my mom. I'm supposed to love her. And I don't tell her because I'm supposed to love her. Mom, I love <laughs> you because I really do love you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> But but it's just interesting how how, how there's different ways of uh, of people try to try to give excuses of why they protect themselves and why they need certain things in order to 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 move forward and whatnot. Yeah, so I want to jump in because you mentioned stones, and it's one of the things that I think as I've grown spiritually, like you, I jumped on all the things that could protect me or help me be in better alignment or be able to connect with angels and like all of those things I wanted. So I went and got, you know, all of the crystals or all of the information that would help me be able to do that, right? Carry them around. And I still do carry crystals around. I still do that. But one of the things that I have learned, and this is true for Reiki, this is true for energy work, this is true for all of the tools, because these are simply tools. And if the tools help you, if the tools help you move in a direction, that's fabulous. But the truth of who we are, we don't need tools. We have the ability, the capability that is inherent within us. To be, to align with the divine, truest sense of self. 
And all we need is to be, and here's the big thing that's super hard for a lot of people, uh, unfortunately, we have to let go of that belief system, actually, is um, to be fully present. To be fully present mm -hmm. and to recognize what is happening here and now, because that's the only thing that's true, is what's happening, or I'm saying true, but what's happening right now is the only thing that is occurring. Our ego takes us into, well, fear takes us into the future because we're afraid of what's going to happen. Um, and then guilt swings us to the, to the past. That's all ego. And ego stands for edging God out. So if we're focused on the future, we're focused on the past, we can't live in the present. If you can't live in present, you can't live in spirit, which is the truth of who you are. Yes. And I, and, I, and that, that's, that's so amazing that you bring that up because it's about being in the moment. I, I, I get, I'm getting really good at um, being in the moment, right? But sometimes that fear kicks in, right? And we talked about these things as being tools. Yes, right. they are tools, right? And for a minute, they would become crutches. Mm -hmm. Right. I realized I'm like, oh, I'm having X, Y, Z. I'm like, oh, no, I got to grab this. Oh, that's going to make me feel better. And then it would. <laughs> right. Then I realized what the placebo effect was. <laughs> yeah. Right? Oh, no. Oh, no. You know, I, I need to I, I need to call my psychic friend because I need to know what's happening right now. Right. So I call them up and they tell me everything that I already fucking knew. Like I knew she was going to say that. Why do I even need to call? But it's that tool. Right. And that tool starts to become a crutch and then it inhibits like like, for instance, like, let, let's just say I wasn't able to set boundaries with my brother, right? Right. Wasn't able to set boundaries with him for whatever reason. I don't know. Right. I could say it's because we've got to take care of each other no matter what. Or I could say it was possibly because I wanted him to want me or need me. Right. right. But the matter of fact was, is I might've been his crutch, right? I might've been uh, enabling him to not spread his wings and fly. I was doing him more harm than anything. Right. Because Maybe deep down inside, because I got drunk one time, said, you couldn't do this shit without me. Maybe he took that shit to heart, right? And maybe he believed it. Who knows? I really don't know. We haven't really had that conversation. But that's pos that's a possibility, right? Just like I, I, I would, like placebo. Oh, my gosh. Anxiety. Oh, oh I feel so much better. Oh, I need to know what's going on. Call my friend, <laughs> psychic friend. Oh, shit. I already knew what, right? Maybe I did that to him, right? And, and that's how these things start to go. And, and, and just as something could could help you out for what it needs to get you like training wheels, right? Once you start riding the bike and you know how to do it, those training wheels get in the fucking way, right? Why? Because you can't turn as sharp anymore. You can't, you're not as mobile, right? And so it's really recognizing and being in that moment, like you said, is um, what's really truly helping me out, right? When I sit there and I, and I have an idea and I want to talk to somebody about it and a really good coach of mine, right? Well, asking me amazing questions and to say, well, tell me about that. And then <laughs> with me telling them about it, it's like, aha, there you go. Right. Like you said, hey, tell me a little bit about that. And I opened up and then it got all emotional and shit and got <laughs> all hot and warm. Right. And then it's like, oh my gosh, I worked through that in that moment. So right. if people don't know, me and Isela really don't know each other. Yep. We know each other through this podcast. So these are really, truly organic conversations where we're learning more and more about each other every single day. Just thought I'd throw that out there. If I. <laughs> yeah, I think it's important to mention that um, because, you know, there's so many things that we can relate to. And I think that's what we're hoping for those of you who are listening to us. There's so many things that we can relate to. And I think there are things that, you know, there are aha moments for both of us as we engage in these types of conversations. Um, I think that this reflective process, you know, this isn't intended for us to say, 
you know, you're not doing it right, right? You're not going down the right spiritual path or you're making decisions. <laughs> like it's not for that. And because I want everyone to just be reflective of what I said a little bit earlier. Just because we're sharing what our experiences are doesn't mean that it is more right than your experiences. That we just live in this space of being, just simply being. Um, and being, I mean, for me, and I don't know if this is true for you, um, if, if this is true for you, because for me, it's been like this open hearted experience. It's like, I don't have a need to prove myself to someone else. I don't have a need to show up and say, Hey, you know, <laughs> I'm living a better life experience than you are. And, and if you did this, you would be happy. You know, I don't have a need to have those experiences. Now, I will say, because I think you brought up like, um, why did you call you up your psychic friend? So I am a medium. <laughs> and people do call me up. <laughs> and they do say, hey, but I will, you said something that's so critically important. I'm not going to tell you something that you don't already know. I'm not going to tell you something that you don't already know. Sometimes the way that I help is to help you listen to your inner being, your inner self, because all your answers are already there. And I will, you probably feel the same way, Mark, but there have been people in my life that have shown up when I needed that guidance or I needed somebody to ask those questions. And that helped me figure that out and then move just a little bit, uh, those steps closer to the truth of, you know, who I am. Yes. There's, there's not a one size fits all guys, right? It's not, it just doesn't work that way. You can't go to the store and you, you know what I mean? It says it fits six through 10, right? right. <laughs> no, there, there's no wrong or right way to really do this. It's what works for you, right? It's listening and seeing how other people have done it. Right, because look, look at this. Me and Estella are both brown, right? Uh, we 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 both grew up um, semi-religious, right? Um, but we've had very different experiences, right? Obviously, um, the, the you can look at the one, the the major one is she's female and I'm male, right? right. If that matters to people out there, right? And I am a little um, older and, than you. I'm at least ten years, if not more, older than you. She's been on this planet a little longer, right? <laughs> You know, Different in this generation. body, in this, in this form, she's been on this planet for more generations. Right. <laughs> and, 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 and so, but we've, we've had, like you said, you could say there's, there's similar experiences and not so similar experiences. And then through these conversations, we're able to learn and weave in and out of them past, present and future. Right. So if you're sitting here and you're listening and you're like, I tried it, it didn't work. Well, maybe it didn't work over there, but it might work over here. Right. Or maybe you're right. It didn't work five times. Well, try something new. There's other podcasts to listen to, right? That's another thing is if you came across this, there's probably a reason for that. Oh, it, it totally. just probably is. Oh, I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> I'm so glad. That's the truth of it. I have literally like had books fall off shelves for me. It's like books or situations or podcasts. It's like I needed to hear that message on that particular day. So if you, you're here and you're still here through this whole thing, there's a reason why. What There's you, a reason why. What are you protecting yourself from? That would be the question because that was the topic for today. It's like, what are what are you protecting yourself from? Yeah, I didn't really think that this conversation was going to go on me protecting my feelings from my brother and shit. <laughs> that's good. But that's how that that's how amazing this stuff is, guys. You really don't know. We know 
in, in a sense of knowing on a spiritual path of a whole being, but sometimes we don't really know and we help others guide us to that, right? So I would still, like, I still like to call mediums like that. I would still like to sit down with you and have a conversation in that realm, right? And see what it is that would come up. Because once again, right, these things are just guidance. It's just guidance, right? People, you listen to this and don't take it as, you got to take it with a grain of salt, right? right? You don't listen to it and say it's the end all be all. And because right. he's at where he's at, Mark goes through the world and he just don't give no fucks, right? People try to piss him off, but he's unfuckwittable, right? Don't, don't, don't take that just for that because you have to work with it and play with it yourself. It's just guidance. It's just an opportunity for you to take some information. What I share with you is just information. What you do with it is totally up to you. We're not on the top of the hill preaching saying, if you don't do this, you're going to go to hell and the devil hates gays, right? No, we don't. <laughs> I mean, God hates gays, right? Like we don't, we don't, we don't say stuff like that, right? Because that's the old way of fear-based and certain, um, certain arenas trying to protect their sacredness, if that's what you want to call it, right? There's a lot of things that we can't say nowadays, right? Because people are like so scared and they want to protect this and they want to protect that. And yeah, who knows, right? There's a lot of different which way or reasons. So in that sense, what is it that you're protecting, right? What's in that little heart of yours that you're trying to protect, right? What is so sacred to you that you don't show up as who you are regularly? Like what not keeps you in the present moment? Like when you're sitting there at dinner and you're sitting with your boyfriend and your girlfriend or your children and you're not present with them, where are you at? Where's your brain at, right? When you're walking down the street, right? And it's busy as fuck out there, but you're on your iPhone and you're po playing Pokemon Go, right? And you're like inches away from stepping out into the street to, to, to death, right? Or total injury. Where the fuck is your head at? Like, where? what are you? Like, what? what's distracting you? What are you protecting yourself from, right? That's what these talks are meant to do, right? These talks are meant to, to get you pondering and thinking and feeling, right? Maybe you got emotional. Maybe that whole issue about, um, the brother situation or family members, right? Maybe that's something that touched you in your heart and your emotional state right now. And you want to sit down and be like, oh my gosh, I don't even know how, but I don't even have Spotify, but Spotify turned on my phone somehow and downloaded this podcast, Brown and Spiritual AF, right? And that was freaky, right? Because shit like that happens. We don't know, man. It, it is, there's, there's for, for whatever reason, how Isela got me to get on this podcast, right? And it was a way for the universe to push me to get my shit out there and then to open up emotionally live. It's like, oh my gosh, this is magical. I just had an aha moment right now. Thank you for that, Missy <laughs> Stella. <laughs> That's awesome. And I think that protection piece, you just said it, is sometimes it's protect our feelings, our emotions. And um, I will say this probably in every single podcast, we, many of us, not everybody, but many of us were not given permission to feel what we feel, what we felt as children. You better stop acting like that. You want a reason to cry? You better stop crying. You know, yeah, yeah all of those messages that we would get, what we would, we would have to stuff down whatever we were feeling. And so now as adults, we're so disconnected from our emotional state. So we distract ourselves. We protect ourselves from feeling what we feel. And I have to tell you that it is the one of the ways that we are continue held down lower than. And what I mean by that is that we will not strive as a people being brown until we can release some of the trauma that has affected our belief systems around expressing and feeling our emotions. And I really believe yep. that once we can start to release all of the those 
old stories, then as a people, and I'm going to say black and brown folks, we will rise because we feel like then we have permission to say and to speak our mind and to speak our truth without being afraid. Without being afraid, right? And without, here's something that's really interesting. This could be another topic for another time, but this just came up right now because we're, we're talking about brown, um, brown and browners, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, we, when we have this, this this stigma of of privilege and i understand why people feel like there's more privileged in this world right um as they're complaining on social media how unprivileged they are on their brand new iphone on the internet right with jordans on saying how they're they're underprivileged well there's children in other countries that don't even know what the internet is there's children in other countries that have a box that they live in, right? And that iPhone that you have in your hand could pay a year's worth of food for their family, right? And it's about those, those ideas and what are we protecting when we say that we, we – and don't get me wrong because there, 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 there are certain opportunities that I might have gotten or might not have gotten, right? But I, still, I, didn't, I didn't focus on that. I focused on the opportunities that I did have and allowed myself to rise above that. Right. Um, in that sense, I, 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 I guess I, I, uh, we, we talk about the spiritual awareness way back then um, <laughs> with the in run-ins with the police and all these crazy things that I have done. Right. But it, it's, it's even in those moments, right. When we're trying to justify who's right and who's wrong, we talked about this. It's really interesting in that moment for those sitting there saying these types of things while they have, food every day while they have air conditioning in Arizona while they have a car they're able to get on the bus and they're 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 they're, they're not starving right it, it's really interesting to see that what pops up and how um what where 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 the awareness is not with them in that moment right to really look at a bigger picture or whatnot mm -hmm. well on that note it looks like we are at time so, Mark, what are you working on right now, and where can people find you? Oh, man, you guys can find me on uh, Instagram, Mark underscore my underscore magnificent. And right now, I'm really um, working on, on music. I got a couple of projects in the work. For you that don't know, I am a hip-hop artist, and I do, um, well, I have done a lot of music in the past, but it's really evolving, so stay tuned pretty soon for that. You could also find me. On, um, once again, just hit me up on Instagram. That's going to be the best way. But I'm also a transformational coach, right? And I'm really stepping into that role. And that's going to really be my life's work moving forward, right? So uh, once again, Mark underscore my underscore magnificent on Instagram. Message me. Um, I, 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 I interact with anybody for real, for real. And I am at IcelaGarcia.com. And I am a medium and I actually connect with angels and guides. My hope is that what I do is help you uh, learn to trust your inner wisdom and kind of let go of the bullshit that gets in the way of your peace and joy and happiness. And also, I want to let everyone know that I'm on live on Facebook 
every Wednesday, 5.30 Pacific time. Actually, I think the time is going to change soon, and then we become mountain time, which is really weird in Arizona. But right now, it is 5.30 on Wednesdays, Pacific time, at uh, Embracing Souls Journey. If you search that on Facebook and look for the um, logo, which is basically a blue butterfly. Um, when you see that, click on that and follow us and you'll uh, get notified, hopefully if you have those notifications set up on your phone, um, when we go live. And what we do is one card readings and um, so it's my cousin and I, who is also a medium, and we give messages to folks and it's free. We just want to connect with people and um, want to build a community of, of like-minded folks. And so if you're interested, just join us, 5.30 Pacific Time, um, again, Embracing Soul's Journey. You know what? And since, once again, we're just getting to know each other, I am going to actually probably, uh, not probably, I'm going to schedule a session with you so then we can have some firsthand feedback. How about that, guys? That sounds fun, huh? <laughs> yeah. But we awesome. really get this shit going like, yes. But thank you guys very much for tuning in. You guys have a great mother-loving week. And until next time, peace out, Trout.